This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. That was my uh, spooky introduction, Jay Baker, for the uh, the Halloween extravaganza on the Adam Ritz Show. My name is Adam Ritz, and with Halloween, uh, Monday night, October 31st, we thought we'd uh, talk about uh, some safety issues and other public affairs-related issues with the uh, holiday of Halloween. Uh, Jay, one of your favorite holidays of the year, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And uh, while it can be potentially the most fun that you'll ever have, you do have to kind of be cautious in your approach. And this is our favorite show for Adam and I to do because uh, we both love Halloween. We can't get enough of it. We really we really do. Uh, that love of the holiday has trickled down to my children. Uh, they are both grown adults now. And, um, I mean, as soon as we get to about mid-September, they start wearing their Halloween gear, shirts, sweatshirts. Uh, and by middle of October – They've been known to just wear an outright Halloween costume in public for no reason. Oh, that's cool. Uh, in fact, we went to uh, we went to a holiday uh, or a Halloween uh, haunted house a couple weeks ago, and my oldest daughter, she's 24, she wore this glow in the dark uh, black onesie that had a, a glow in the dark skeleton on it. And as we're going through the haunted houses, some of the cast members or workers, the ghouls inside the haunted house. Thought she was part of the part of their squad, so they they weren't scaring her because they thought she was working there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but you know what? That's I guess right off the bat, let's let's talk about costumes. Uh, and yeah, what, what that's I, a, that's a good one. What uh, I just said was was maybe the best. Uh, some of the best advice I've ever heard as a father is is get as much glow in the dark gear as you can. Uh, re- yes. reflective gear, stuff that lights up. Uh, a lot of um, you know, pedestrians, that, that's not the issue on Halloween. It's the cars that somehow don't realize that uh, Halloween night is, is, is the busiest pedestrian uh, evening of the year. So I don't know how you're driving a car down the street in your neighborhood uh, in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. You're going 45, and you don't realize there's five-year-olds running around trying to get free candy. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Halloween evening, it does beg that if you are going to be operating a motor vehicle, please uh, do it as safely and soberly as possible. Uh, And, you know, I mentioned that 25 mile an hour zone. Um, That's, I guess, the traditional uh, posted speed limit in a neighborhood. Uh, I would say on Halloween night, let's drop that down to 10. 15 times. That's not a bad idea. I mean, 25 is a is a posted speed limit on a normal day when it's when it's when the sun is at high noon. Uh, let, let, let's say this: the sun goes down at 7:30. It's dark, and there's a um, thousand times more pedestrians running around. Uh, some with such vigor and aggressiveness because they can't wait to get across the street to get that next free Snickers. That maybe they didn't look both ways before they crossed the street. You don't know how these nine-year-olds think when they want that free candy. Yeah, let's slow it down to ten miles an hour and uh, really keep your eyes open for 
for those kids, for those pedestrians, because not everybody is is um, top of mind safely crossing the streets. So this, I guess, topic you know of of pedestrian safety and driving through neighborhoods goes both ways. We're talking to both the drivers of the cars and the trick or treaters. Let's watch out for each other. Absolutely. Now, uh, last year, the top costumes were from Squid Game. Among Us and Cruella DeVille. Those were sort of the top three costumes of last year. And I remember a lot of Squid Game kids coming through our neighborhood last year. Yeah, I, re- I remember those uh, costumes because I didn't know what, what they were. So I figure if, if there's a lot of costumes that I don't know, that's, that's some viral streaming show that the kids love that I never heard of. So while I had well, heard of Squid Games, I never saw it. What was the second one you right. said, Among Us? Among Us, what yes. Was that show? You know, that's the one I don't know either. That did not ring a bell. <laughs> I know so, Corella DeVille. I, yeah, I'll cop to some uh, lack of cultural literacy on that one. Well, if, you, if you're going to uh, uh, put, put on a Corella DeVille outfit, why not throw on a glow-in-the-dark uh, necklace or bracelet with it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, as Adam said, you can't get enough glow-in-the-dark or high-visibility items. In fact, we were not so jokingly recommending everybody go uh, trick-or-treating dressed as their favorite Department of Transportation worker. That way you can wear the orange vest, the reflective helmet, you know, even the reflective socks on that outfit. Oh, you, yeah. Talk about uh, functional uh, and safe costume. You, you even have a helmet. Wear the helmet. <laughs> Wear the helmet. Absolutely. So do you know this year what you may be going as? You know, I thought maybe. Now, here's a, a reference for uh, the music fan. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to wear, and you tell me who, who I am. I was okay. going to wear um, sort of a sort of a Western shirt, maybe a flannel. Uh, I was going to wear an eye patch and a cowboy hat. Well, and they, yeah, I mean that wouldn't be bad. But do you think everybody would get the connection? Well, I'm at. So, do you know who that is? Uh, is that a character from Westworld? It, it is not. Uh, and you're gonna you're gonna know as soon as I say this. You're gonna go. Oh, I should have known that. I, I'm gonna be a member of the band Doctor Hook. Ah, uh, the, the eye patch and the cowboy hat. Dr. Hook on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Yeah, and, you know, they were big in the late 70s, early 80s. So anybody listening to the show right now, age 38 or younger, is scratching their head. Who's Dr. Hook? This is ridiculous. You're going to look like an idiot. Um, But I think if for that sweet spot of of 49 to 57-year-old, I think people are going to look at me and go, oh, you were in Dr. Hook. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think somewhere out there you're going to touch a demographic that's going to know instantly and embrace that character. In fact, I, I should start a thing where if you guess what I am, I'll, the first person that guess, guesses who I am, I'll give you a $10 bill. I'm going to do that at the office. We're <laughs> having an do o- that. We're doing an office uh, at the radio station, an office uh, costume contest. And uh, now while a lot of people should know who that is working in radio and in the music industry, we have a lot of young people in the office, and they have no shot at this $10 grand prize. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to be this year? You know, uh, of course, you know, my famous go-to is always a blind referee. Yeah, that's I've uh, seen with you the, do with that. With the white, white red-tip cane and the ref shirt. Uh, 
I, you know, I haven't, I didn't get a chance to dress up last year because we had so many uh, little trick or treaters that usually I just sort of sit out front of our house uh, dressed in a menacing looking army coat with a Jason hockey mask on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have so much leftover candy. <laughs> the kids seem to like it. There's some big hulking guy that looks like Jason. I don't know why they were afraid to get candy last year. I just don't know why. I mean, you kids stay away from you every other day of the year. They know uh, not the mess. Let, let alone on <laughs> Halloween when you've got the hockey mask on. Especially when I'm wearing my fool around and find out shirt. They, uh, <laughs> That's Kids give me a lot of leeway. <laughs> the Jay Baker mantra. Fool yeah. around and find out. Anyway, oh. if you go to – I knew that would make you laugh because, of course, we gave you the BG version of that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the actual Google – according to Google Trends, this is the top ten uh, costumes that will be trending uh, this year. And you'll be pleased with how many traditional favorites are on this list because number one is which. Okay, I very I like the generic uh, nature of that witch. Yeah, I not I think witch just uh, you know it, it appeals to so many people because of its traditions. Uh, people that have watched Wizard of Oz, and then there's even a reboot of Hocus Pocus two and all kinds of stuff. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two was Spider Man, and I don't know if you've seen these, but I saw a hyper realistic Spider Man suit the other day it was worn by a guy that was fit enough to pull it off because <laughs> right now if i wore it you'd go whoa spider-man let himself go uh, <laughs> but but uh yeah i there there are a couple of hyper realistic spider-man suits that are very cool looking very cool and that's number two number two dinosaur is up there because of the jurassic park uh franchise keeps going strong a character from Stranger Things, uh, and I don't know if you're very familiar with Stranger Things, but that's kind of a phenom uh, series that is, I think it started on Netflix. Uh, I, I would have to double check that, but it's set in the Midwest, and believe it or not, one of the main characters wears a Purdue sweatshirt. That's right. So uh, is the fourth position here just dressing as any character from Stranger Things? Or from is, Stranger Things, oh, yes. Any, any one of them. Okay. Any one of them. Um, uh, yeah, I did like that program. I watched all the seasons, and uh, uh, there's some spooky things you can go as, and there's certainly some oh, things, yeah. some definite uh, markers that you could you could purchase at a decent price to uh, to show to to have somebody guess and win the ten dollars that you're somebody from Stranger Things. Uh, also on the list is pirate. <laughs> That's just a, a real go-to. Like you said, you I got love, an iPad and like, you witch, got a hook hand. I love that. It's not, it wasn't a witch or a pirate. I, I just love that. It's pirate. Pirate. Yeah. Well, and you remember the famous line that Dr. Hook's doctor said to him is please, if you feel like something's in your nose, don't itch your nose. 
<laughs> That's what Doctor Hook's doctor oh, said. Yes. Or Captain <laughs> okay, Hook. Captain Hook. Captain, okay, Doctor Hook. I was, now you got me going. I was like Captain Hook's. I was I was racing through my mind thinking, okay, Doctor Hook's songs, better love next time. Uh, cover the Rolling <laughs> Stone, sharing the woman. night, sharing a night together. I'm like, what was yes. the what was the pick the nose uh, song? Oh, that was Captain Hook. Yeah, so it makes you know it, me. It all makes sense now. You know, my brochure always said, get the punchlines right. It'll make the joke much funnier. It really will. Uh, believe it or not, Rabbit is on this list of trending costumes for Halloween. A, rabbit. A rabbit? A rabbit. That makes no sense to me. Was there? A it big, makes no sense to me either. Was there a big uh, Easter movie this year or something? <laughs> there might have been an um, Easter movie this year. Is that year. the rabbit from uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland? It might be. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Cheerleader is still on the trending list. Easy to pull off. Yeah, these are, like I said, you know, these are wonderfully traditional. So if your kids want to, you know, just go with some of the traditional costumes, hey, as Adam just said, you have a lot of options. Uh, Cowboy is on the list, so uh, you could go as a cowboy, and it doesn't say whether you go as a Dallas cowboy or just a conventional (laughs) Western cowboy, depending on whether you're AFC or NFC. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and Harley Quinn rounds out the top 10. Harley Quinn. Okay. She's the, you know, this list could actually uh, have been this, a, a list from 1978. Yeah. Uh, isn't well, it interesting? Except, that... for two, except for Stranger Things and maybe the Harley Quinn, even though she's been a, yeah. a, a comic book character for a long time. Um, well, you and I know that, you know, outside of like Squid Games, it's really hard to become a cultural phenom with anything nowadays because our attention is so scattered. You know, there's seven or eight uh, major streaming services and they all have different programs. It's not like the golden era that you and I grew up in, horse and buggy, where you only got three channels and you just went as Spider-Man each year, you know? Okay, now one of us uh, needed to pay attention more because you those were the top ten costumes, and I only yeah. have I have nine. So either I well, missed I one skipped, or you missed I one. I skipped one. Uh, it, it not just because I thought I don't know even know how you'd make the the costume because I always look at it from a parent thing. Uh, number uh, technically it was number five on the list was fairy. So you know, do you go as the sugar plum fairy or do you go as you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, so you, you, you got to have a, a wand, a magic wand. Yeah. Okay, and some, there you go. Some pixie dust. Uh, maybe you know uh, the most famous fairy was uh, Tinkerbell from the. Oh, there you from, go. From uh, um, Peter Pan. Yeah. Okay. And, and and there was a hook involved in that story as well. The, yes, Doctor Hook was in Peter Pan. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Hook. That's right. He did all the music for <laughs> Peter Pan. It was pretty amazing. Okay. <laughs> We're mixing and matching our themes, aren't we? Okay, so again, just to, to wrap this up, <laughs> if you are one of these costumes or something outside of this list, don't be afraid to use reflective material or, and or glow-in-the-dark material and or glow sticks. Uh, yes. And glow sticks are the greatest because kids love those and they're, they're cheap. You break them, they light up, they stay lit for hours. Um, and uh, some people even incorporate a glow stick into their, into their costume. You know, you could buy... Um, the necklaces and just like you just hoop them all around your shoulders, your arms, your oh, legs, yeah. your thighs, and and you're you're all lit up through the night and uh, safe and sound as you cross the street in the dark. 
Uh, and again, if you're driving uh, on October 31st, just slow it down and keep your uh, keep your peripheral, uh, your your head on a swivel. Keep looking for those kids darting in and out of uh, bushes through the neighborhood to try to get that Kit Kat. Absolutely, and I don't, I, I don't, I forgot kind of where we were at time wise, but I do have some numbers as to why we are we try to be so careful during Halloween. Yeah, we've got plenty there, of time. Oh, perfect. There are forty five hundred estimated Halloween related injuries. Uh, from late October through mid-November each year. That is, um, th- that's a significant amount of people. Forty-five hundred yeah, really injuries is, is and that's forty-five hundred injuries. Uh, this is according to uh, the National Safety Council. Halloween related, so not just on Halloween night. Yeah, I mean things can occur later. You know, you you're wolfing down sixty pounds of candy. You know, let's say first week in November, that's another uh, thing that could cause some injury. Well, and you know the the Halloween decor. There's a lot of cheap Halloween decor yes. out there. And uh, if you, for example, I I have this uh, skeleton. It's in my front yard, and and there are safety measures with the skeleton. You have you have to like tack it down to the ground to make sure it doesn't. Fall oh, over. interesting. Well, you know, there's uh, on a night where there's going to be uh, tens, maybe hundreds of kids walk by this skeleton to trick or treat. Uh, a swift wind could blow over the skeleton. There's an injury. So, especially if if there's uh, somebody that constructed the skeleton without the instructions and forgot to, you know, mount it or tack it down to the the ground. There are accidents waiting to happen. So, uh, Jay, I'm glad you brought that up because because you just got to watch uh, when you're darting th- from house to house. You know, when yeah, you're running oh, through somebody's makeshift graveyard, they put up these little fake headstones in their yard. If you're if you're going to run through there, you know you don't know if there are um, sprinkler systems behind one of these headstones, and you're going to trip on it and fall on your fake sword and and cause a, a severe injury. So, you, yeah, you raise a great point. In fact, uh, according to uh, Safety Council, 25% of those injuries were due to falls while putting up or taking down decorations, yeah. tripping on costumes, or walking or running while trick or treating. Yeah, that's, uh, boy, there's a lot to worry about. I'm glad, you know what? I'm yeah. glad there's a public affairs show that does a Halloween episode. There's a couple of knuckleheads that do a Halloween show every year, as we've always said. You think we're kidding, but this show this show helps people direct themselves because we've always said you can have a blast, but you got to be careful. This is an interesting statistic. 44% of the injuries that occur during Halloween are related to pumpkin carving activities. Well, of course. How did that not <laughs> jump into my head? You've got a giant knife. You give a serrated knife uh, to somebody not paying attention who's maybe had a few cocktails or someone who's too young to operate a serrated knife, next thing you know, you're going to the hospital. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that that was kind of a scary sounding one, but absolutely you're correct. Uh, So overall, uh, all the costumes, wigs, and accessories that you wear during Halloween should be fire resistant. And those are marked pretty clearly. And as Adam said, uh, anytime you trick or treat after dark and the sun usually sets fairly early this time of year because we're still technically in daylight savings time. Uh, but the sun does set pretty, pretty early. Uh, you can't have enough 
reflective tape and or glow sticks for your costume. And while we're talking about costumes, uh, for the adults, with your adult costume parties, uh, we talk about this every year as well. And this is a big, big issue on college campuses because Halloween is a huge, huge party night for um, for college kids as well as uh, adults outside of college. But uh, a lot of people want to get creative or funny with their costume. And sometimes you can get carried away with your costume and what you think is funny or creative, and you end up uh, marginalizing or offending a group of people. So right. this is something that's uh, fairly, I guess, recent uh, top of mind, uh, maybe over the last uh, 15 years, 10 for sure, maybe 20, um, a costume that, that somebody uh, wore to a, a Halloween or a costume event in 1982 that got a lot of laughs and pats on the backs. Uh, if you wore it to a party today, uh, it could get you fired. Um, yes, it could get you, you canceled. Aware. You got to be aware. And and if you think, uh, even if you think, you know, you're with a tight knit group of people that get your sense of humor and they know you're not um, a bigot, uh, it's not going to matter when someone takes a picture of you and it goes vi- it gets posted online and it it goes viral. And now you can't explain, oh, wait, right. it was just, I didn't mean that. That's not what I meant. That's not the statement I was making. It's just a costume. It's just not even worth, it's not even worth it, Jay. You know, just. No, I, I think you're right about just, that. Just That's go a great with, point. Just go with cowboy, witch, or pirate. <laughs> because, cowboy, witch, pirate. Because there is not a cowboy, a witch, or a pirate on earth that will be offended that you dress that way. No, pirates will be glad that, that you even remembered who they were. Yeah, they'll thank you for the publicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, here are some it, interesting – oh, go ahead. I, I, just to close out the adult uh, Halloween-themed costume uh, concept, I guess, is to keep it, um, you know, I, I guess clean or or not rated X, I guess is what I'm trying to say. A lot of yeah, costumes – Yeah, that's an interesting point. A lot of them uh, are, take the adult-themed costume to the nth degree, and the next thing you know, um, you know, you could wear something to a party that you know the party's dark, it's it's not well lit, and you you're showing a lot of skin. And with a flash photography picture, the next day it's hard to explain those pictures at the office. So, yeah, that's a great so point. So maybe just uh, keep in mind if you're going rated X, uh, maybe dial it back to P- PG thirteen. Yeah. Not a bad uh, idea at all. Uh, I was going to tell you, I have some new additions from some of our previous Halloween rules, and most of these are are pretty much common sense, but this is one that struck me uh, as very interesting. Uh, If you trick or treat, always go to a house that has at least one light on, because I can't imagine trick or treating at a totally dark house. That sounds like the plot of a movie, doesn't it? That's how a scary movie starts. <laughs> That's how it starts. Don't knock on the door of the house with no lights. One thing uh, this year, we're urging uh, parents to review all the candy. You know, there's always horror stories each year, and we understand that some of those horror stories. Uh, get so blown out of proportion that they seem very unlikely but the simple fact remains that you probably should make sure that your kids are only uh in you know indulging in candy that's factory wrapped 
and that doesn't show any signs of tampering, uh, you're better off just pitching that candy just out of a, uh, you know, to be safe uh, rather than sorry. But definitely this is the one year I would highly recommend that parents review the candy their kids receive. Great point. And the thing that you said that jumped out the most, we've touched on this in the past, is factory wrapped. Uh, you know, so the fun size candy bars are factory wrapped. Uh, if, if the things that uh, the red flag is a, a Ziploc baggie full of yes. some random candy, uh, that could be a red flag. And even though it's from a, a neighbor that you know, love, and trust, uh, make sure that you know, love, and trust that neighbor that gave you the Ziploc baggie with the special cookie in it. Um, if that's hand delivered, then you know it's you know it's good. If it was just thrown into the pillowcase. And now it's dumped out onto the floor. If you don't know exactly where that Ziploc bag of random cookies came from, uh, maybe toss them and just go buy some cookies. Yeah, that's a great point. One uh, suggestion, too, this year is that you set limits for your kids. As you know, kids have that wonderful enthusiasm. And there are parts of the Midwest where the neighborhoods are spread out enough. So it's like, let's go to neighborhood A, let's go to neighborhood B, let's go to neighborhood C. You do have to have some predetermined limits for your kids so that it doesn't really get out of hand and they end up disappointed and you end up with a disgruntled child on your hands. I thought that was a great point. And here's the other thing, too, for your slightly older trick-or-treaters that may not need uh, parental uh, you know, supervision directly is make sure that those kids go out with their cell phones so that they can contact you or you can contact them. And then it also helps you set times for them because you can tell them, look, you need to set the alarm on your phone. And when that alarm goes off, you got to head back home. Yeah, because you've got to get your stash back to your dad. There you go. You know, as a dad, it's been a critical function of me as a dad to really inspect that candy and make sure. In fact, sometimes, Adam, we actually had to, uh, you know, get actual samples to ingest to make sure that those candies were going to be safe for kids. It's all for safety. And I think the safest way uh, to keep your kids out of danger is is to eat all the Kit Kat yourself. Yes. Kit Kat uh, is a particularly delicious candy and should be sampled by the parents first. We've always said that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, sorry, kids, you got Kit Kat this year, so you're going to have to do that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, one of the greatest Halloween uh, safety ideas is they really feel that an optimal number is at least four or five kids together. I'm always happy in our neighborhood when you see a bunch of kids together, because I think there are more safety in numbers. Oh, for and, sure. And a responsible adult should accompany young children uh, as they go around the neighborhood, because you never know. Uh, sometimes, you know, kids get tired, uh, kids get worn out, kids are tripping over their costume. You got to be the parent that steps in and says, hey, let's either adjust the costume or head home. Uh, you should uh, agree on a specific time that children should return home. And I thought that was a great suggestion because I, I don't know if this has happened to you. My kids used to go like on a feeding frenzy on Halloween to the point where, you know, they'd been hollow. They've been trick or treating for two and a half hours and they were still going strong. 
Oh, yeah. Now, of course, I had never set a previous limit, so I had created a, a scenario of my own making. But I remember trying to reel him in and go, no, no, we got to go home, was met with uh, some uh, disgruntlement of the workers. And they, you know, in my neighborhood, they're, they're suggesting 6 to 8 p.m., which yes. you think, you know, you just said two and a half hours. Two hours is uh, is long enough to do oh. anything. I mean, I, my attention span, I can barely do anything for two hours anyway. So I'm with th- you. throw in some physical I, activity like walking <laughs> from yeah, house to I don't house. Even, I don't even rent a movie if it's over an hour and 45 minutes. You know how that goes. <laughs> so from uh, 6 to 8 p.m., have those porch lights on if uh, if you would like to take part in the, the trick-or-treaters in your neighborhood. We've got about a minute left it. here, Jay. Okay, cool. Uh, Teach your children never to enter a stranger's home or car. Uh, Good news. just That's just a a good one in general. Uh, And always instruct your children to travel only in familiar, well-lit areas. Stick with their friends. uh, Stick with neighborhoods that you know. uh, And tell your kids, once again, I think we've kind of reiterated this, not to eat anything at all until they return home. And uh, one final note for the pedestrians versus car uh, nature of the evening. Uh, when you talk about alcohol and DUIs, uh, Halloween is uh, the cops are especially looking for uh, some moron in a costume driving in a car crossing the center line. So there's a DUI aspect to this evening, uh, the Halloween evening, as well as uh, you may think you can drink uh, and drive and, and be okay after a few drinks, uh, but you throw in some extra uh, danger like a like a four foot tall um, ghoul or zombie running in front of your car uh, that you you're not usually uh, used to. Uh, there's an instant manslaughter charge or yeah. um, vehicle uh, DUI with injury charge. So uh, if you plan to drink on Halloween evening, Uber, get a driver. Do not get behind the wheel. Not with all these pedestrians. All right, Jay Baker, happy Halloween, and I'll end the show by saying. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.